Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. A couple uh, interesting things uh, today (laughs) to start with. First of all, uh, as you can see, I'm not in my studio. um, (laughs) And I'm not in Texas. I've been on the go a lot lately. (laughs) Um, We'll we'll have to have a uh, a little series. Where is Rich this week? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, So I'm in Vail, uh, Colorado. Uh, Linda, my wife, and I are up for... uh, uh, kind of four or five days to just enjoy each other, get in the word together, nice. uh, pray together, uh, process stuff together. And, uh, and for me to do a little skiing. Uh, oh, so, good for you. Now uh, does Linda, Linda doesn't ski. She'll hang out in the lodge and enjoy, or what does she yeah, do? While she's, skiing? she's, uh, she'll hang out and, uh, and I'll ski because, because in Colorado, uh, for residents mm-hmm. who, who are here and can go skiing, you buy a season pass and it's, right. it's relatively inexpensive. Yeah. So because you have a season pass, there's two, th- two things that are critical for the way I ski. One, is it a decent day weather-wise? <laughs> right. If it's I too, am only if it's, a fair weather if skier. It's, yeah. If it's too cold, if it's windy, it's like, mm-hmm. eh, I'll just wait till tomorrow, you know? And then two is that um, there's no need to ski all day to get my money's worth. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I'll ski for an hour or two and enjoy, you know, five or six runs and then I'll quit and do it again later tomorrow. So um, uh, I don't spend a whole day skiing. I just spend two or three hours usually at the most uh, skiing. And then uh, she'll she'll spend time in the Word or do something, reading of something, and then we'll come back and and spend the day together. So uh, great snow up here. I was going to say spring skiing used to always be my favorite. Yeah. You know, I remember going to a basin well into May when we were in college, we could ski a basin and um, be up there and you, you could be in shorts, short sleeves, you know, and it was just beautiful. As long as you weren't falling, you were great. Yeah. So I brought my uh, portable studio with me and uh, uh, you and I had to uh, work at getting all the technology to work. (laughs) And get the get the lighting is always tricky uh, in a, right. a place like this, so we had to work on that. And uh, anyway, here we are. And then secondly, um, and this will be you know uh, for the audience, uh, this is uh, now uh, t- uh, being a- going to be aired Tuesday, uh, April the nineteenth. The last time you heard us say we were we were last week going to air Monday the eighteenth, um, and. Right. My uh, admin, our admin, uh, Morgan, who does a fantastic job, she, she's the one that uh, load everything up. So what we do is we tape. Um, I then have to uh, technically split off the audio and the video so that for, right. the, for the Spotify and the Apple podcast uh, audio, I load it up in the Dropbox uh, and send it, which is, you know, many, many gigs of stuff. I send it to her. And then she loads it up into Apple, Spotify, and uh, YouTube. Um, and I send her the, the, the dates and all that. And um, 
so what I had written was slightly different than what she had. Oops. And so she, she let me know this last week that said, well, um, I'm actually a day ahead of you uh, on the on the loading it up. And so you right. need to you need to get back in sync with her. You know, OK, so so we have one more than I thought. Uh, and uh, and this is not Monday. This is Tuesday. And when we said last week, you'll see Monday, you will have you will have actually seen that on Monday. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so it, it's a little off. Just <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, whatever it is, it's sequential. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully yes. you're enjoying it. And uh, we're there. So we're taping from a new place for me and um, uh, and then a new date to start with. So uh, there we are. <laughs> um, so uh, we've been talking about the covenant. Um, and the covenant, remember, is a simple, beautiful thing called God's promise to us, uh, characterized as a promise, an agreement, covenant. Mm -hmm. um, and he's going to bless us to make us a blessing. Right. Uh, and that's to everybody. Uh, we learn. Yeah, and that we, comes back from Genesis, Genesis yeah, 12, right? Yeah, Genesis 12. And then it continues on. The covenant is everlasting. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's performed in the kingdom. And then for the New Testament... Um, there is a new covenant and we'll get into that a little bit deeper, not, not to replace the covenant, but to make it even more powerful, uh, because Christ is now the recipient of it, which we talked about last time. And it gives right. the argument of the promise isn't to seeds or plural, just because you're a believer it's to Christ. And then Christ passes on issues, the, the promise is and, and what he has to say to us of the deliverance of the covenant to us. And we just have to be with him. And so there's a promise, uh, an absolute that I'm, I'm available. God says, I'm available to give you this. And it's, and it's universal. It's all the time. I promise you this. Uh, you can trust the promise. Uh, that's part of the beauty of the covenant um, is that he's going to promise us something. Well, the the question, one of the questions that we had, which is what I explored was, okay, what exactly are you promising um, that we can trust and that we can live with? And so he, he tells us the first one uh, is interesting enough. Uh, it's that, uh, and this is, this is so profound, it's, it, it's going to go past us, so to speak. But he says, uh, the promise is the covenant. And I'm going to deliver you to the covenant. And one of the promises that I'm going to give you is that that I will absolutely be loyal to and deliver the, the covenant. covenant. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise you that. So I'm, I'm promising mm -hmm. you that I'm going to promise that it's going to happen. You know, and so mm -hmm. it's like, wow, uh, that's amazing. So um, let's look at that. The first one is is uh, his loyalty to the covenant. And so read Psalm 111, 5 through 9. He has given food to those who fear him. He will be ever mindful of his covenant. He has declared to his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are verity and justice, and his precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. Yeah. Uh, so he makes a statement uh, that... Um, uh, everlasting love. The word everlasting love uh, is the same thing as loyal to the covenant, covenant loyalty. Uh, the word mercy uh, in the Old Testament is uh, most of the time it's covenant loyalty. 
I'm loyal to the covenant. And when he says I'm loyal to the covenant, uh, it means that you can count on that his nature, his heart, his viewpoint toward us is covenant. It's all the time, every time, and absolute. Uh, and he says, I, you can, you can make sure that my promise is I'm promising to be loyal to the covenant. And that really speaks to his character, his the character. character of character trait of faithfulness. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's his, it's his faithfulness uh, that he speaks to us. And uh, he says that as a result of that, you know, and, he, and, and as we, as we, as we try to put this stuff together, uh, he says, well, you're living, you're living in a difficult place. Uh, the world is a difficult place. It's a destructive place. It's under the control of the enemy. Kill, steal, and destroy. Entropy. Everything has fallen apart. Uh, in the world, Jesus said, as, as we keep speaking, you're going to have trouble, uh, pressure, difficulty, uh, situations. Uh, he says, um, but what I want to do is restore to you back with a life of blessing in order to you to be blessed. And these, the elements is the superabundant life, uh, the elements of, of what God had originally set up, these exceptional things in life, I'd like to give you. And, and he says, because I'm loyal to it. He says, you don't even have to ask me if that's going to happen. See, he says it's absolute. And the promise is I'm so loyal to it that you start there with your issue. You start there with your right. problem. You start there with, I've got a sticky wicket. I've got a, I've got mm -hmm. something that happened to me. I lost something. Even by the way, when it, we caused it right. because, because we weren't following him. We, we, we went our own way and he said, it didn't work out too well for you. And when we realize it and say, okay, I'm ready to go. He says, well, you don't have to ask me. Am I am I going to deliver this to you? Because you know, otherwise it's arbitrary, and people kind of think, yeah, some people are lucky and some people aren't. Right. Um, God is kind of deciding, nah, I'm not giving that to you. I'm giving that to somebody else, but I'm not giving that to you. And he, and he says, no. In this verse, he says two things. I'm ever mindful of the covenant. I'm ever mindful of the covenant. Okay, what does that mean? It's on my mind, my, my desire, my nature is always and every time covenant. And then he says, I will command the covenant. Okay, now, when he says command, what does that mean? That it will happen. It's going to happen. There's no question, yes. See, it doesn't say, and that's why scripture is so critical that we look at the words and what do they mean and what are they. He didn't say, I'll suggest the covenant. Mm -hmm. I'll offer the covenant if, 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 right. uh, uh, I'll decide based upon my, uh, my will, whether I'll give you the covenant or not. No, he says, but there I'm is never... condition in being with him. Well, but there's... that is the only condition correct? to receive it, to receive yeah. it. Uh, and we'll get into this. We're going to get into this as we go down the road here is there is a condition. Uh, mm -hmm. cause remember the covenant is, uh, a two party agreement, right? Uh, so both of us have to fulfill our role. Mm -hmm. And what God is saying is, I'm, I'm loyal. I, yeah. can I can deliver my part all the time, every time. And it's all the time for everything you got going. So when mm -hmm. you have a problem, when you have an issue, 
of, uh, man, I got this problem at work and uh, it's not it's not coming together and uh, I wonder what's going to happen. He said, well, begin with, I'm loyal to the covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Now, mm-hmm. at that point, and this is where the where the difficulty is. I don't know how. Right. I don't know when. And I don't know and what And we that, can't dictate that. And I can't dictate that. And I wonder, and I wonder, uh, you know, how, because mm-hmm. uh, I can't figure out how. And God says, well, um, all I said is I'm going to. <laughs> right. Uh, I didn't say when. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't say how it's going to happen. Um, I didn't say what the outcome is going to be. Just do you trust me that I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing, mm-hmm. which means you'll you'll take it all the way through. So that um, I didn't fully understand this all, but I did understand a little bit of it. But when I was working for a, a Fortune 500 company, uh, I was a young executive, 29 years old. I became senior vice president of a division. That's a young dollars. senior VP. Yeah, <laughs> running, running a $750 million division. And um, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, well... In a Fortune 500 company, generally speaking, um, everybody who works, particularly at that level, they kind of are, in a sense, overworking because they right. think they think there's you know there's so much to do and I gotta I gotta stay and get it done. Well, and uh, there's even the 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 image they want to present that they can't yeah. have other people working more or longer that's right. than them. That's right. Or and look that, less important or something. Yeah, you know? and particularly, particularly because I was the top guy. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. the ultimate top guy because I reported to a group president, but um, I was the top guy. And, and a lot of the top guys, like you said, well, they, they have it at a badge of honor that look at how much yes. I work. And you that work for me, you should do that too. Right. Uh, we also, and if you want to prove yourself, you need to look like this. Yeah. 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 Uh, now, one thing I did, I saw this right away. <laughs> uh, and it's still true today in the, in the work that we do. Um, I could have worked 24 hours a day mm-hmm. and, I, and I couldn't get it all done. I mean, it's just right. every company, particularly a company. There that would big, always be more. <laughs> that you just can't get it all done. And, and uh, so, okay. So what I did is I said, okay, um, I'm going to trust God for my personal career that it's going to be a blessed to be a blessing. And I didn't fully, you know, receive or understand that fullness other than I, I was going to have a good life mm-hmm. uh, with God. So um, what I did is I basically went to work at 730 in the morning and then mm-hmm. I quit at 530. I left. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, at that time, remember, and this is, <laughs> you know, most people would say, you know, I don't, I don't even, can't even fathom this, but, there wasn't such thing as a computer. Right. So when you were home, you were home. I was home. And there <laughs> and wasn't, there wasn't cell phones and text and, and, uh, emails and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so when I left, I went home. Uh, but I decided, um, I'm going to ask God for wisdom. I'm going to ask God for favor. Uh, and the outcome was going to be his and I'm going to put in these hours and that's it. And when I went home, I didn't work. I didn't work weekends. Right. Um, and, um, if, if my boss, and I even I even thought this and believed it, if my boss said, you got to work more, mm. I would have said, no, I'm not doing it. I said, I would have said, go ahead and fire me. Uh, I'm not doing it. Or if my results didn't meet budget and we're, you know, we're growing at a hundred million dollars a year. Right. And think about how much that has to happen to grow a hundred million dollars a year. 
that's a big number, you know. And so amazing, the, yeah. So to be able to even get those results is like it might not work, you know. So they could come to me and say, "Yeah, you know, you got to work more hours to get these results, and we're not happy, and so we're going to let you go." My answer would have been, "Okay," uh, right. because. And I didn't understand what what the essence of the loyalty to the covenant meant, but I believed that if if that's what happened, that didn't mean the end of my blessed life. It just mm-hmm. means that God had something else behind it, right? That He was going to lead me to, because the covenant is to me personally not interesting enough, even to my company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's my walk with Him, and if He's loyal to it. I start every thought, I start every issue, I start every pursuit of, man, I got a problem or I got, I got, how do I work this? And God says, well, you can believe, trust and and stand that I'm loyal to the covenant. It's going to happen. Come with me now and see. Um, And that's the issue. And we'll see later what that looks like, but I've got to I got to be willing to do that. Uh, okay. That's a great, like, as you describe that, I just want to highlight, you're talking about a, a really a life default position. Yeah. You know, we've talked before about that, even when we come to something in scripture that we don't understand, or we're not experienced as truth, our default position is his word is true. Right. And so that's where we start everything and then process from there. And you're really saying there's another default position here. Right. He is faithful to the covenant. That's right. the default. So when I'm not experiencing it or understanding or believing it might go to the default and I work from that point and allow him to grow that in me. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not wondering, well, is this problem going to get resolved? Um, right. Am I going to overcome this loss? Am I going to overcome this issue? Mm-hmm. The answer is yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Because based on who he is, it's based on his character, right. his word, his faithfulness. Yeah. Therefore, that can be our default. Yeah. Yeah. This ought to be interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's good. Yeah. Uh, so read, go ahead and read Psalm 85, 7. He, he says it in a different way here. Psalm 85, 7. Right. Psalm 85, 7 says, show us your mercy, Lord, and grant us your salvation. Yeah. Uh, the word mercy is covenant loyalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we're saying there, he's, you know, uh, David is praying, well, show me. Mm-hmm. And the word show is demonstrate, make real, make it, make it so mm-hmm. your covenant loyalty. Right. Uh, reveal that to me so that I get the fullness of salvation, the wholeness of God. And he, and our prayer is again, I'm loyal to the covenant. Father, would you show me that? Mm-hmm. So that I can live that way, as you say, that default position. Yeah. May I receive that? That's a promise to me. Uh, okay. Read Psalm forty nine to eleven, uh, and this member. This is the one where it says, "I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you uh, past being stuck in the mud." Uh, what does Psalm nine uh, forty nine to eleven say? I proclaim the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips, O Lord. You yourself know. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness or your truth from the great assembly. Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. Okay. Uh, So he says, um, I have not failed. Mm -hmm to communicate uh, loving kindness. You remember the word, the, the Hebrew word for loving kindness mm-hmm. is covenant loyalty. Right. Is I'm loyal to the covenant. I haven't failed 
to reflect and tell other people it's so. And by the way, he ends it by saying, uh, by the way, would you continue to preserve me with that? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, okay, now think about this. If I can speak that mm-hmm. and I can communicate that to the body around me, the group around me. Right. That is, he's loyal to the covenant. How, on what basis could I, could I speak that? You can only speak that if you're experiencing it. Only if I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. In reality, where hey, I got a sticky wicket, I got a problem, um, I got mm-hmm. an issue, Father. Um, you said you're loyal to the covenant, which means I'm going to be blessed to be a blessing. You're going to resolve this. I come to you and ask you to do it. Guess what? It happened to such a level. See that I don't even share. I can just share. Well, hey, I got a cool thing happened to me. Right. And we call those testimonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a cool thing happen to me. Okay, not only can I share that, but I'm going to say something even more deeper and more profound. Hey, guess what? God is loyal to the covenant, and I've experienced it over and over and over again. It is so. And by the way, you can trust it. Come on. That's what we're trying to say right Right. here to everybody. Hey, by the way, the reason we say this is because it's so. Mm -hmm. We're not talking theoretically. You and I, we know by experience. And we've had trouble. We've had issues. I'll share one in a second. Uh, and then end it with Psalm uh, 23, 6. We know this one, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, mm-hmm. But he ends it with an interesting statement. Uh, Psalm 23, 6. Says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah. And the word mercy is covenant loyalty. Mm. Uh, surely a goodness, abundant life of God, mm-hmm. and his loyalty to the covenant is going to follow. Now, this is cool. It's going to follow me all the days of my life. Um, okay, so here, here's what he says. It's always available to you. It's oh, there. Good. It's following you all. I'm urging you, mm-hmm. which goes back to the, you know, Psalm 23, 1. Uh, let me be your shepherd. <laughs> right, right. Uh, if you let me be my shepherd, it's there. And all you have to do is receive it because it's always there. It's always there. Um, it's not kind of arbitrary once in a while, perhaps. It will follow you all your life for you to enjoy it. And he says, I would, I would like you to receive it because it's there. I'm loyal to, I am loyal to the covenant. Uh, so uh, just recently, um, I've had a situation where, uh, and other people might probably have this once in a while, but um, I've, I've, I've got audited by the IRS. Oh, joy. Um, <laughs> and um, there was a, there was something uh, that they needed uh, information about my house uh, that um, I built it in 2007. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't kept records of that. Right. Um, I've dumped them all because I, I was I was always assuming that there's a three to four year rule that after three to four years, they can't even audit you anymore. Well, they, they, they did. So uh, this is all, the, they're auditing all the way back to 2007? Well, because they needed information about the cost okay. of the house. And wow. um, well, I don't have the records. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could do is uh, I can prove that I built it from scratch and that um, I did, I did have uh, the bank that lent the what's called a construction loan to be able to build it. They had it. They had a verification. They didn't have any detail, but they had a verification 
that yes, this is how much was used, and this is um, what it was used for. It's for, used for the construction mm-hmm. of the house. So I had a proof, kind of a proof. Right. Okay. Well, they rejected it. Interesting. Uh, they okay. said it, they said it doesn't technically meet the condition. We're not going to mm-hmm. give you any credit at all. So even though we know the house is there and we can see it's physically there, we we are going to give you no credit. The fact that you actually paid for that house, um, which didn't make sense, but that that no. was technically that was the rule. My accountant said, "Yeah, that's technically the rule." And I said, "Well, uh, I don't like that." Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, it's not fair because it's it's kind of stretching the nth degree of a stupid technical thing. Right. And overlooking the obvious. So uh, Linda and I, so, you know, we get this, we get this and I'm going to have to pay quite a bit of money for the tax that they said I owed. Um, So we went and we, we went to these verses and said, look, God, you're loyal to the covenant. Um, You say you're ever mindful of it. You can deliver it. Um, We got a problem here. I need some, I need some resolution. Um, I don't know how right now it doesn't look good, but you said, so we're coming to you, guide us, lead us. What do you, what do you want us to do? Uh, so, uh, my accountant, who's the guy, you know, handling it, um, just this week, he called me up and said, Hey, guess what? Um, um, I got to the supervisor of the agent that, that wouldn't allow this. Right. And the supervisor looked at it and said, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Um, okay. Yeah, it doesn't technically meet it, but I'm gonna I'm going to allow it because I can see it's logical. <laughs> I can see that it's it's that's fair and equitable, mm-hmm. and he's good. Uh, so he got released. Uh, mm. So it yeah, was God. <laughs> yeah, God, you know. And so it was uh, again. I can testify, and I can tell you, you and I can both tell you story after story after story after story. You know, am I, first of all, am I exempt from the trouble? No. Right. Um, is it, was it fair? No. Uh, was it absurd? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't do anything about it. Literally, I couldn't do anything about it. Right. Because uh, I'm in the hands of somebody else who's kind of self-centered and wants to prove something. Um, okay, Father, you're loyal to the covenant. You know, what are you going to do? Now, by the way, he could have delivered it in a different way. He could have said, yeah, they're going to charge you this. How about if I bless you financially and I uh, just pay for it? Right. Okay. See, I didn't say how. Yeah. I just you knew said, he would be faithful. I said, I said yes. this ought to be interesting because you're loyal, faithful to mm-hmm. the covenant. I can trust it, you know, because surely goodness and covenant loyalty are going to follow me all the days of my life. He's ever mindful of the covenant. He can com- I believe he commanded it. Right. And, and had somebody's eyes open up and say, yeah, you know what? This is a better way to go. Um, and I'm, I'm the recipient of that um, mm-hmm. and that uh, and I can speak it. So uh, is this this interesting truth? God says, well, one of my promises is that my promise is, is absolute truth. Right. That's, <laughs> well, that's awesome. It's a double kind of a double promise is that mm-hmm. I promise to promise that it's true. You know, great. Fantastic. You know, so. Um, it's such a beautiful thing to learn and, uh, and may we, you know, receive it and, uh, really get it. And I just pray that everybody would begin, particularly for those that say, you know what, I don't know, I don't experience what you just said. Right. Um, so I'm not so sure about that. And I said, I understand, Mm -hmm. I understand. 
why don't you take the truth of scripture, take these verses and say, well, God, you said, Mm -hmm. and here's my situation. And I'm going to look to you to deliver what you just said. Right. Um, And start there. And, and that st- would be a great place to spend some time just abiding and allow abiding. God, you know, author and finisher, yes. uh, allow him to grow this in you and to grow your belief in it and, and to really spend some time pressing yeah. in and letting him, letting him show it to you. Yeah, because that's how it works is that mm-hmm. if you abide in it, receive it, process it, even with, with a healthy, in a sense, skepticism, mm-hmm. he'll prove it to you. Right. And then you'll say, man, look at this. I want to do more of this. And guess what? You'll be like David. I can declare in the assembly of the believers. Right. So, but you are. Uh, yeah, it's so. And guess what? Other people are. will say, "Well, is that possible for me?" Yes. Why? It's absolute. He's, he's loyal mm-hmm. to the covenant. So, uh, I pray that you receive it, and uh, we'll pick it up again tomorrow, which I believe <laughs> it's going to be it's Wednesday. It's now going to be Wednesday, Wednesday right? the twentieth. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll pray about that. Uh, so, anyway, Kathy, we will we will see you uh, uh, next week, and uh, we'll be we'll be excited for it. Great. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Hope you have a blessed day. Yep. All right. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.